0: Welcome to Curl Talk, Major Curl here. This episode of the Curl Talk podcast was recorded at Rec Philly, also known as Philadelphia's Incubator for Creative Entrepreneurs. Through their platform, they provide creatives the tools and resources to create easier. If you're interested in signing up for a membership with Rec Philly, get 15% off your membership by using discount code CURL, C-U-R-L. This week, we're featuring Allegra Pernesti. Welcome. Hey. Hello.
1: <laughs> awesome. How was your day so far? Pretty Good crying in bed usual usual yeah
0: well thank you so much for coming this week i'm gonna start by asking you a couple questions so allegra is a fashion designer extraordinaire don't know if you want to elaborate on that definition (laughs) um so i'm gonna just start off when did you discover your love
1: for fashion and what was that beginning like for you I guess it kind of started when I got my first Bratz dolls because I hated all the outfits that they had. So I just, like, taped paper and, like, made my own outfits. But then um, in high school, it kind of, like, dulled down. I got kicked off the swim team. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of sparked a lot for Mm me. Um, I, like started going to thrift stores with my brother and realized that girls loved high-waisted shorts. So I started just to buy, like, skinny mom jeans and cutting them and selling them for a nice profit. And the girls just ate it up. So I was like, this is easy. I'm going to do this. And then I went to school, and it wasn't really easy. But I love it.
0: Yeah. (laughs) That's how it would be. So do you feel as though... Like, what do you feel like your main way of acquiring skills within fashion was for you? Do you feel like you acquired your skills from school or do you feel as though you're a self-taught artist?
1: Um. Well, I feel like half of the skills with fashion is concept research and that's just like innate in me, I think. I do a lot of research on like human rights and politics and that really fuels my concept. Um, but then... Going to college really did help me further my like pattern making skills because I wasn't really the best at that with math and everything. Mm. Um, Yeah, college did really help me out in the long run, (laughs) even though I'm in debt.
0: (laughs) (laughs) When do you feel like you began your study of fashion? When did it all like begin for you?
1: I think it was when I got kicked off the swim team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. I was like in a real depressive spell because um, that was my like entire life growing up, and then I was like I got to do something, act as something like to keep my mind off of it, um, and I just started thrifting and sewing stuff together and like mm. repurposing. Mm.
0: Do you feel like some people are born with talent, or do you feel like it can be obtained later in life, like through practice or attention? Or maybe a combination of all of them.
1: It's a hard question. (laughs) (laughs) We're getting deep. Uh, Let's see. I think that, I think you could, like, attention and craft really is what does it. Um, Because everyone starts out not knowing how to do anything, so you just got to learn. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like a blank sheet of
0: paper at first. Yeah, <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> Philosophical, a little bit. Um, do you feel like there was like a point of no return when you realized that this was your true passion, and you feel like it was it would be the only thing that satisfied your creative thirst?
1: Yeah. Well, when I graduated high school, I was still kind of like iffy about life, um, but. I went on a family vacation to Italy, and I saw the world outside of America for the first time ever, and that kind of laid things out for me of how, like, I want to travel, I want to see the world, I want to have the chance to do all these things, and, like, the only way I can do it is to work hard and find something I'm good at, and that was fashion design, so once I found that, it was, like, no turning back. Mm -hmm. I have an insane work ethic. Mm. Where I like don't stop thinking about work ever. Yeah.
0: No, I feel that very much <laughs> yeah. myself that I, it's hard for me to stop my mind from thinking. Like, once I start on like a, a creative tangent, like I can't really stop it. And sometimes I'm like up at weird hours of the night just <laughs> thinking about it.
1: I'll be at a warehouse party like taking notes of what I need to do the next <laughs> morning in the studio. <laughs> we like, sometimes
0: yeah. it happens in like the weirdest places. Yeah. <laughs> For real though, so you feel like tra- you your desire to travel kind of inspired um, your interest in in finding a craft that could make you successful. That's yeah, interesting. it
1: was it was like desire to travel and desire to like kind of keep living if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like there's so much more to see, kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Does your perception of your own identity
0: play a role in the expression of your craft, study, medium, any of the above?
1: Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, with concept research, I really think about queer issues, human rights issues. As a non-binary person, I'm trying to push silhouettes and the binary mold of fashion right now, because it's still very binary, even though, like, Mm -hmm. we're seeing some pushes, but it's still, like, at the heart of the industry. It's still very binary, so... I just really feel the need to push that. Mm -hmm.
0: Do you feel like you could potentially be a role model for other people looking to get into fashion that don't prescribe to the sort of gender binary or are pushing that boundary? Do you have desires to be that person?
1: Oh, wow. I'm so young. (laughs) (laughs) Um, (laughs) But it kind of did recently just happen that um, I've been, like, pushing boundaries with my college and getting... um, more queer representation with models and mm-hmm. pushing the u- like the term unisex and like mm-hmm. that always defaulting to women's wear in True. the school's mind. So um, a student recently came up to me that I had no idea who she was and she just was like, I've heard you're making waves in the school and I need you to help me out. So mm-hmm. I literally coached her through how to talk to certain professors and um, really like, fix things from the ground up because I know that I'm graduating soon and...
0: Mm -hmm. Helping the next generation. Yeah,
1: I just want there to be groundwork for the next generation, I guess.
0: Right, because I feel like there isn't necessarily, like, it's really easy for queer people in creative, like, realms to feel discouraged and, like, there isn't anyone to look up to. And I definitely think that's important and, like, in making those connections with Like, the younger people that are going to continue what you're doing, like, you can advance yourself as well, which sounds, not in, like, a bad way, but, like, it's part of the process, I think.
1: Yeah, it's definitely, like, we're the future that there's, like, we're not young kids anymore. Like, there's people younger that are coming up and, like, we have to shape them and help them out.
0: Right. I feel like that's sort of, like, this weird, like, disconnect with. Especially, I think, millennials thinking, like, that we're still, like, that young generation. But it's, like, we also have to look out for the people that are, like, you know, about to experience everything that we just experienced.
1: (laughs) Help them out.
0: Yeah. Um, Do you have any, like, future hopes for, you know, pushing the envelope and, like, things that you want to experiment with coming up?
1: Oh, graduating college. Um, That'd be a good pushing. (laughs) Uh, Getting a job. But... Further than that, like my long term dream is to have my own brand and actually have it succeed, even though it is very hard these times, um, and really push the envelope and make the industry less binary when you're submitting uh, your collections for uh, the season. It's still very like menswear women's than wear. womenswear, okay. and um, I just I need that to be stopped. I, it's ridiculous, so I really Ooh, need to change that. Them's <laughs> Oh. Need to coin that. Oh my god.
0: Oh, whoa. The whoa. whoa. <laughs> <laughs> but true, I mean, there really is no, like, in between. And I experienced that myself as, like, a dancer and performing artist. There's, like, Male and female dancers, and it's like there's nothing, there's no room. Like, when you go to an audition or a casting call, it's like we're looking for male and female dancers, and like, all right, (laughs) you're like, what about me? (laughs) I'm like, literally, neither of those things. Um, but I think it's really interesting because in industries that are like so divided in that way, it's hard to be that person to like create the divide and like start something new,
1: yeah, definitely. And like, it's it's happening with um modeling agencies luckily but it's not in the industry and we just we got to change that just because you're mixing in a few queer uh different identities in a show doesn't mean that it's getting released like that to the stores and whoever's buying it Mm
0: -hmm. i recently did see um a store in manhattan surprisingly and it was like Completely like gender fluid.
1: Oh, I know exactly what you're talking it's about. It's in Manhattan. I, I interned for a company that puts clothes in there. Oh, yeah. It's called The Fluid Project. Oh, yes. Yeah.
0: Yes, I'm a, a big fan of The Fluid Project yeah. on social media. Um, I haven't been in the store or in that store, but um, I think That's it's cool. really cool. Yeah. Um, yes, so have there been times when you feel like I'm going to go through a couple different, like... We can talk about hardships and successes, like, for you. Um, How do you combat the financial difficulties of being an independent artist in your field? And what are some of the things that you um, experience or are faced with?
1: Oh. Oh, it's so hard. I don't know. Buying fabric and especially, like, leather is what I love to do, and that's even Mm -hmm. worse. Um... It's a lot of, I only have a work-study job, so I don't know how I'm doing it. Yeah, Shout out to my parents. I have that privilege, but it's very difficult. Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, for sure. Have there been points in time when money was the only thing stopping you from doing your art?
1: Oh, definitely. My, My professors will be, you know, oh, get a different fabric. Oh, look, I found this fabric for you, and it's like $60 a yard, and I'm like... (laughs) yeah I'm like you're you're my professors but you're also the boss that's paying me for my work-study job and you know I don't have that money what you you know it's like come on yeah true um
0: so this question is a little bit loaded but I think we can dissect it a little bit um do you feel like there are moments when the integrity of your art was sacrificed by other people events or your own life struggles if so how did you maintain your purpose and drive so, that can be, like, can really mean anything for you, but I think. Wow. Yeah, no. <laughs> I mean, I I think about this a lot, I guess, because there are moments in time when it's, like, we put everything into something, and it's, like, something happens that just, like, compromises the integrity of what you're trying to do, and it's, like, out of your hands sometimes, and other times it's your fault, but, like. Yeah. There's still, like that, like, drive and purpose in you that comes through and is, like, I need to, like, do justice for what I've made,
1: you know? Yeah, there's, like, two major things I'm kind of thinking about. Like, one would definitely be, like, my anxiety and depression definitely getting in the way of everything in my life, and I'm still trying to push through it. Um, But it's very hard to meet deadlines when you're struggling with that, and also you can't sleep because you're in the studio all hours of the night, so how are you even supposed to be mentally okay without sleep, let alone mental illness? Yeah. Um, yeah, and then, also, uh, I was recently in New York Fashion Week, and I showed a collection that was, um, based on queer chosen families, and it was, like, based on a, um, 60s nuclear family, so I had, like, the mom, dad, and the two kids, but... A queer spin, of course, so the mom was, like, a trans woman, and, you know, the two non-binary children, and um, when my school um, announced that I was chosen to go, my professors, like, sat me down and were like, this is beyond our control, but you have to pick women's wear or men's wear. Oh, Yeah. Oh, Oh, and it's like, I love my professors for sitting me down, but they were like, Allegra, don't fight it. Like, we can't, this is above our head. Like, we can't do it, (laughs) right? So I was going into it, and I was like, damn, well, I guess it'll be menswear. So, but then, but then, I go to this casting. We're fitting models, and the trans woman look only fits on this white cis guy who's, like, so bro, right? Fail! But... I so I put him on him and then I was talking to him and I was like I was like do you know a f- how to do a femme walk like you're a model like can you do a femme walk and then one of the other models was joking with me and was like yeah like do you know how to like duck walk like no. we could death drop at the end and then I was like just you know feminine walk like we could I'll help you through it he was like I don't know bro um so I leave the casting and The model supposedly comes up to the casting director and says that he doesn't want to wear this look because it makes him uncomfortable. He doesn't know how to walk feminine. Um, And thankfully that casting director was like, if you don't want to wear that, you're not wearing anything in your cut. So they kicked him out of the show. And I walked into my New York Fashion Week show and my model wasn't there. And the director came up to me and was like, we had to make a few changes but I brought in this great model for you. And I was like, perfect, let's go. Like, at least it's not like a femphobic, transphobic, mm. homophobic model that's walking. You know, like, I'm young and I'm not that um, into the industry yet. I don't have a name for myself, but it still means a lot to me that people higher up will do those things for me and keep that in mind, you know.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's good to have people looking out for you. Yeah. And your vision and what you're trying to do.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: so I w- I mean, you were just sort of getting into this, but, um, I'm curious about like the achievements that you're most proud of in this past year and you were just sort of getting into that. So yeah. I'm curious if you want to tell me a little bit more about New York fashion week and how that went.
1: Yeah. I have like two big things that happened to me this year, actually. First one is definitely New York fashion week. That's a huge thing for me. I'm still not wrapping my head around it. Um, I was chosen, uh, my school chooses two people, two designers out of 30 students to show at New York Fashion Week and it was me and my best friend and it was just like a crazy eye-opening experience like being able to cast models and everything and then you know being backstage that rush of like getting the models dressed and everything and then the craziest moment which is still I feel like I blacked out the moment I hit the runway but waving at the end, coming down after, like, the finale. I
0: just got chills for you. (laughs) I literally
1: was, like, I don't know what, I literally just ran out, and I was, like, smiling. Like, I had this whole plan that I was going to, like, walk down to the end and, like, put my fist up at the camera and everything and then, like, walk back and be, like, calm, cool, and collected. And then I, like, skipped out on the runway with a huge (laughs) grin on my face and, like, high-fived one of my professors and, like, ran (laughs) past the camera, like, Double chin, smiling, tears in my eyes. Like, I looked ridiculous, but, yeah, that was that was a lot. Mm. Um, and then the second thing was I was um, asked to design um, this musician's outfit for South by Southwest. And their name's Sir Baby Girl. Mm. Amazing music. Mm. Um, yeah, they asked me to do, like, this entire, like, gender-bending, crazy... Look for South by Southwest, and we had some Skype sessions talking about what we wanted to do, what kind of um, breaking the binary stuff we wanted to do, and ended up doing like a a, like a riff off of like a wedding ish kind of thing, but like an early two thousands trash. Wedding, if that makes any sense at all. I think so. Like, hot pink, lime green yeah, were the only colors used. A giant tool skirt that they wore, like, different ways each show. And I made four different pieces for the one look. And it was able to be, like, interchanged at different shows. And just seeing, like, the press photos of them in the look and, like, the videos of, like, the crowd, like, screaming at them from you know, the audience and like having them wear my look and having the look have movement and give it life. Like it was just crazy for me because I think long-term, like I do also want to make um, outfits for musicians. Cause I love, Mm. I don't know. I love music.
0: That's a really good specific niche thing that
1: I love music. That's why
0: it's, well, it's really cool when you can find an area where that's like sort of, untapped or like someone hasn't been like this is what i specialize in yeah and you're just like and you just capitalize on that so hard it's yeah it's such a like satisfying feeling yeah i think that's it's really interesting when i see that happen or like someone that typically does another medium collaborates with someone that's like out of their comfort zone but it like really clicks yeah like i love seeing that it's so cool yeah um what are your hopes to progress your craft and future endeavors within the next two years? Do you have any definite goals or lofty goals you want to launch into the universe?
1: <laughs> I would really like to get a job after college <laughs> um <I laughs> Honestly, I'm literally about to cry like what I'm graduating uh so soon. And still, no sign of a job, keep applying, don't hear back.
0: I graduated a year ago, and I've been having that realization, too, and everything, but it's like, I don't know, I was talking to somebody today, and they're like, you plant the seeds over time, and then things just sort of, like, come to you. It's
1: so hard. Like, I'm in between getting a smaller brand job, and, like, growing with it and loving the company and working odd hours and, like, having that creativity all the time constantly Mm -hmm. and, like, you know, getting into every different part of the company? Or do I, you know, do, like, a big corporate job where it's just 9 to 5, but I'm sitting in a cubicle and don't really have creativity but get paid a lot? Right. It's just, like, I don't know what to do. It's...
0: Yeah. It's
1: hard. So
0: any so definite goals or getting that job yeah get well, a job like lofty goals you know like what do you want lofty? to launch into the universe oh i want to be the even? next like it doesn't ma- it doesn't have to even make sense you know i, I want to be vivian westwood
1: oh facts <laughs> <laughs> that's what i want i want to i want to move to berlin i want to get over my fear of leaving my mother and move to berlin and start a brand and have like, take over the world and have all my um, garments make people cry and feel emotions and educate them and change the world. Mm. Boom. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> true, true, true.
0: <laughs> true. Um, Pray for me. No, you're doing great. You're doing it. Um, so, yeah. I'm going to ask. Yeah, I always do one silly question. Um, if you were a dinosaur... Ooh, what kind of dinosaur would you be and why?
1: Whoa, I haven't thought about dinosaurs in so long. Let's see. We can do a visual search if you need. What are those ones that are like... We may need to do a visual <laughs> search. <laughs> the one that's like, has the the spikes on the back, and it just kind of like eats the grass and is like Ooh. slow and chill, but like spiky and kind of like hardcore.
0: Badass. Probably could see it wearing a leather harness.
1: Yeah. Fuck <laughs> <Like>, yeah. <laughs> but also just like soft and eating some grass, you know? Like, that's me.
0: It's really funny because for some reason that just reminded me of this. I have a friend that came over and decided that my cat was a Pisces. And I was like... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> <laughs> and then for some reason when you were just talking about that dinosaur i was like i wonder if that dinosaur would also be a pisces
1: me your cat and the dinosaur oh Oh,
0: of course what (laughs) oh shit well it was just pisces season
1: yes soft little baby
0: so yeah um so i will give you this opportunity to plug anything that you're working on your social media um anything you would like the folks to know how they can keep up with you, how they can pay you, how they can <laughs> my Venmo, <laughs> stalk you, like social media wise. I don't, you know? Just oh yeah. All the things.
1: Well, my Instagram is uh what is it? Oh, Allegra ProNesti. That's literally just my name. Two L is like the allergy medicine. Um mm. and you know, my Venmo is X3I Allegra, so like get on that if you really wanna support. Hey, hey, get that. Girl. I had that emo phase. I'm sorry about the X3I, but yeah. Oh,
0: <laughs> alrighty. So that concludes our episode. If you want to follow Curl Talk, you can follow us on Instagram at Curl Talk Podcast. That is C U R L T A L K Podcast. And if you want to follow me, you can follow me at underscore major underscore curl. Thanks for listening.
1: Beesh. <laughs> Yeah, there's some other
0: stuff that I edit on, but it's generally like a full cut. Like, there's no edits. Word. I hope that worked. Thanks for listening. To hear more, you can find Curl Talk on Anchor FM, SoundCloud, and iTunes Podcasts. This episode of Curl Talk Podcasts was recorded at Rec Philly, also known as Philadelphia's Incubator for Creative Entrepreneurs. Through their platform, they provide creatives the tools and resources to create easier. If you're interested in signing up for a membership with Rec Philly, get 15% off your membership by using discount code CURL. C U R L. Curl Talk is a safe space that doesn't support transphobic, homophobic, xenophobic, ableist, racist, prejudice, or otherwise hateful comments.
1: Hey,